It's back to the future with the return of a national party policy of years gone by. So what is social investment and does it work? For that and everything else worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Adam Dudding and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's episode is called Kisses in the Car Wash, Unintended Pea Spills and Other Disabled Dating Stories. It's written by Olivia Shivers. She's a Portiaki reporter here at Stuff and a couple of years ago produced the brilliant podcast What's Wrong With You? And she's sitting right here opposite me in the Auckland studio. Kia ora, Olivia. Kia ora, Adam. So, as the title suggests, this story is about disability, which is a subject you've done a lot of great work on. Why has that been the focus of so much of your journalism? Well, I have a disability myself, so I use a wheelchair to get around. And for me, I guess it's really important to show better representation of disability in the media. And so that's kind of why I've delved into this area and become, I don't know, maybe a bit of an expert, but I kind of have that real life experience. I understand the system, the people that I interview, we can like nod and relate. Um, So yeah, it's a great job. I love listening to people's stories and connecting with the disability community. And you've got some of those stories in this story about the reality of dating while disabled. But one thing that surprised me while reading this was to learn that there's a scientific journal called Sexuality and Disability. Who knew? Yeah, I actually have not read every single journal article from that journal, but I think it is an area that people that are not disabled are just curious about. So that's the reason why I wanted to write this story as well, um, because I get a lot of just random questions that probably non-disabled people would not be asked in regards to this area. Um, And so, yeah, it's an untouched area. I think it's also an area that's a bit of a taboo in terms of thinking about disabled people and, you know, their sexuality or, you know, their romantic lives or you know, personal lives. And I think the more research and the more stories we have about this, it's good for everyone. Cool. Thanks, Olivia. And now here's the story itself. Kisses in the car wash, unintended pee spills, and other disabled dating stories read by Olivia Shivers. It was supposed to be a romantic date, but I couldn't stop thinking about how dirty my car was. We'd just finished dinner at one of my favourite restaurants and the night was young. My car, however, looked grubby and old. I use a wheelchair and can't go for spontaneous walks up Mount Eden, so I figured, why not take my date through the car wash? And although it was out of the ordinary, my car still felt like a safe space. It's fully adapted with a ramp and behind the wheel I feel comfortable and in control. Caltex Western Springs was five minutes down the road But my quest for cleanliness came up short when we discovered the car wash wasn't working properly. For as much as he said he was a romantic, neither of us wanted to get stuck in a malfunctioning mess of rollers and foam. So I started scrolling to find the next closest car wash. And then, in the Caltex full court, he leaned in for a kiss. My friend Rachel cracks up when I tell her I'm writing about disabled dating. Her personal horror story is the time a cup of pee spilt over the floor of her date's car. They'd been on at least 10 dates, so my fellow mid-twenties wheelchair user felt comfortable telling him her catheter bag needed emptying. There was a takeaway coffee cup in the car, and Rachel's date emptied the bag's contents into the cup. Then he accidentally tipped it. He knocked it over and I just laughed. 
It wasn't my fault, Rachel says, recalling the incident, but it kind of sucks for him. She also likes dates in the car because they're weather-friendly and she doesn't have to transfer in and out of her wheelchair as much. A recent study of 2,208 participants aged between 18 and 35 showed there was considerable resistance towards dating a person with a disability. In the research, published in the academic journal Sexuality and Disability in April, more than 80% of participants said the presence of various disabilities was important or a bit important in choosing a partner. Regarding different types of impairments, participants were more open to date people with a physical disability or mental health issues over someone with a learning disability. The research also indicated that females were more willing than males to date a disabled person. The researchers said the results were in line with stereotypical conceptualizations of people with disabilities as asexual or unsuitable partners. They identified that non-disabled people might feel awkward or guilty about being approached by a disabled person or anxious about the potential burden of caring for them. There was also a belief that disabled people wouldn't be physically attractive or fun and there was concern about the mechanics of sex. However, the researchers concluded environment and culture often influenced a person's willingness to date a disabled person. They said disabled awareness needed to be about more than just education and should include active portrayals of disabled people as desirable in romantic roles across popular culture. Rachel's up front when it comes to disclosing her disability on dating apps. Bam, wheelchair photo, she says, when describing her dating profile. She also adds humour in the bio. Rachel lists running as one of her interests. She clearly can't run although only one match has ever commented on it. He had a PhD, she says. I'm trying to attract the smart ones. Normally people will ask about her wheelchair within the first couple of messages, otherwise she'll bring it up herself. It makes me feel like they're getting to know me for me, rather than just why I'm in a wheelchair, and they are more open-minded, she says. And then there are the questions she doesn't want to be asked straight away. Of course, everyone asks if I can have sex, she says, but I wouldn't go on a date with someone who asks that. When planning a first date, she often goes to a shopping mall because she can move freely in a wheelchair and her date is not smack in the face with accessibility issues. And since her mall is often busy with lots of people, she feels less vulnerable because safety is another consideration she makes. I'm the ultimate person to traffic because I can't run away. On another date, Rachel's suitor insisted that he carry both her and her wheelchair up the stairs at the same time into a restaurant. He was like, I can lift you and the wheelchair, and I was like, no you can't. But he tried anyway with the help of someone nearby, and after getting up the stairs, they were turned away because there were no tables available. It was fucking annoying, she says, and all because he was trying to prove his manliness. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. 
You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But traditional masculinity also looks different when you're a disabled male and dating. Brad Smeal has had to reconsider his belief system on what a man is supposed to be, and it's been tough. The 35-year-old sustained a spinal cord injury while attempting a wakeboard trick jump in 2014. There is so much on that list that I cannot do, he says. Even just the little things like opening a door when entering a restaurant with someone or when it comes to paying. He says it's a blessing and curse that he had around a decade of dating before his accident. I'm grateful for the life that I lived before with travel and my career and dating and sex, but it becomes a point of comparison, he says. That's a tricky one as well, but it's about taking it for what it is and not putting too much on the comparison side of things. Smeal has come to a point of self-love and feeling worthy and accepts there are fewer women open to dating him now. That's just the reality. After his accident, Smeal had severe inadequacy issues when it came to dating. There's been a lot of navigating, just figuring things out and being open, he says. But he's now confident enough to go up and start talking to someone if he's interested. We're so scared of rejection, but if I go out and I'm open to meeting someone that night, If I accept rejection as a possibility, or even a likelihood, then it just takes away that fear of it. And when potential relationships don't work out, although it's frustrating, he's learnt to try not to project it back onto himself. I've got to this point of trying not to put too much meaning on things before that meaning has revealed itself. Smeal says he knows by dating someone they will also share his challenges, but that shouldn't put them off. I know that me, as a person, I'm worth it. And although he's thought about it, Smeal hasn't used dating apps since his injury. I've never really liked the idea of dating apps in the first place. The last few relationships he's had since his accident, he's met them in person at an event or party, but says he's currently single and ready to mingle. Rachel thinks online dating makes it easier for disabled people to date, and they should put themselves out there more. Her current relationship status is looking for a husband. When more disabled people are seen dating online, it just normalises it, she says. I don't think it's as scary as people make it out to be in their brain. When my date leaned in for that awkward car wash kiss attempt, I instinctively turned away and he landed the merest of pecks on my cheek. He recoiled back into the passenger seat in embarrassment and I threw my hands over my face, cringing with nowhere to hide. I'd been caught off guard. Plus, I knew I deserved better than the fluorescent Caltex lights. We stopped seeing each other a few weeks later, and I treated my car to a deluxe wash. That was Kisses in the Car Wash, Unintended Peace Spills, and Other Disabled Dating Stories, on the long read from Stuff, written and read by Olivia Shivers, co-produced by Jen Black and Michael Wright. If you're listening via the Stuff website, You can hear the story and many more like it on the Long Read Podcast, available on all the usual podcast apps. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. Thanks for listening. 
If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about Dr. Journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line no, there. That, I think Chris, that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, that, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing that's in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.